0: This podcast is intended for mature audiences.
1: Today is going to be a little something more. I've got a plan in mind, a special.
0: Welcome to Rainbow Kaleidoscope, the podcast that's six parts BL and one part everything else. We're your hosts, R and Kay. And here we are back with another episode about the Chill Chill Awards. Yay! Yay. (laughs) So this is, we're recording this the day after they released, and this will be up on our normal day of Tuesday. I was wondering, Kate, what are your initial impressions? Disappointing. Medicor.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Mer, at best, I guess. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) no. There's a reason why. I guess that this just kind of showed me again why I'm not a huge fan of rankings in general. There's so many repeats. We have so many titles that have been on this list last year and the, the year before, and I'm like, can I can I get something that's really new? I mean, obviously, there are some new titles and there are some things that I'm really happy with. But, like, the overall feel, it's kind of like, I've seen all this already.
0: I mean, I suppose there are some, um, I mean, oftentimes there's, like, sort of the same mangaka, that's true. And, like, a lot of, like, sequels or spinoffs mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. make the list. And exactly. certainly some people are so busy and making so many works and that they're on here, like, four or five times with yes. different titles. I mean, I, I can understand that. I mean, I was still very excited about the awards. What What it really made me realize, though, or what it made me feel, I should say, because, like, even though I read, like, over 200 volumes of BL, like, it still makes me feel, like, last year, it still makes me feel as if I don't read anything. <laughs> Because even among the licensed things, I've read so few of these, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I have both games of like the first therapy game or both volumes of the first therapy game, but I haven't read those yet. So I have very little feeling about therapy game restart right now. And like, I'm behind on given and you know, it's just (laughs) like, (laughs) oh gosh, where's all the time I thought I would have to read? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm not, like, what am I doing if not reading BL? I feel like I'm reading BL all the time, but... I totally
1: relate. Like, obviously I was excited about the, the reward awards as well, but it's more like I'm excited about all the build-up, not the, the actual results, like... Because <laughs> it's, it's, in a way, it's also similar to how you feel because even though I know I read a couple of titles up here that you probably didn't because they're not licensed... But it's also, like, why did this title so won? like, for some of them that I actually read, and a lot of those, like, I haven't read half of this. Like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I totally understand.
0: But also, I mean, also you can look at that, this, like, I mean, clearly there are some rankings that you disagree with, and, and we can go into that a little bit mm. as we break down into the category discussions, but... um. I mean, certainly for me, it's a it's a wish list of, of things I would oh, like yeah. to read, you know?
1: <laughs> Actually, yes and no for me, in a way. Like, especially when it comes to best comic. Okay, best comic might give me some one-shots that I'm really excited about. But when it comes to best series, I'm like, nope. There's too many repeats for me and from too many authors that have been on the rankings for years now that have really long career I like to read their stuff from time to time but I don't feel like being so invested in all their work also I think we talked about this in the past when a series gets too long I'm like no (laughs) 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 I don't have the attention spent to to read so many volumes given it's like
0: what seven (laughs) volumes already what I don't think seven has come out yet, but it will. It will soon. I, I think, mean, yeah. it
1: feels like that already, and I haven't even read the first volume. Like I barely managed to watch anime because it's it's like one season, and I knew when it's gonna start and when it's gonna end. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are many pluses to reading BL, and a shorter <laughs> series is definitely one of them. Because, yeah. like you, you know, it's it's a little harder for me to. Yeah. Well, should we get into it? Let's start with talking about the best comic. Oh, yeah. So we're just going to list the first three. If you want to go see the full rankings, of course, you can visit the Chill Chill site itself. We will also have all of these listed on our website, and we'll also be noting which ones are licensed and by whom. So uh, you can find where to read those, although some of them are upcoming, so we won't have links for those quite yet. But yes, the top three for best comic are Old Fashioned Cupcake by Sagan Sagan, Sonani You Nara Daite Yaru by Niyama, and Shinai Naru by Azuma Kaya. Now, looking at the category as a whole, let's get into it. When I saw the results,
1: I've actually, I mean, I looked through all 20 titles that won, and especially in top 10, there's a couple of... Authors that are not surprising. I mean, Niyama on the second place. It's no surprise. Mm-hmm. She's a queen. She knows how to do her stuff. And absolutely, damn, her art is like, oh, yes, give me more of that. <laughs> I remember this cover was ranking on pretty much all online stores in japan all the time like the only reason why i haven't bought it and read it yet is because i'm like waiting for a discount because i
0: know this is gonna be discounted once and i'm gonna buy then (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) i'm preserving (laughs) also just just cutting in just briefly like uh, this is the niyama title you're talking about right oh yeah Um, yeah yeah this is like also one of like the sexiest niyama uh, covers ever
1: (laughs) oh yeah definitely also if this doesn't get licensed i don't know what english publishers are thinking about because honestly this cover is just screaming by me this is like you yeah. know you know you have a dude who's a piece of shit but you love that piece of shit because he's gonna mess <laughs> you up <laughs> and he's gonna mess you up good <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading a couple of a uh, couple of sa- uh, the sample pages, and yeah, if I recall right, this character is even by his personality a bit of a shitty person. But yeah,
0: sounds good. Oh yeah, <laughs> sounds great. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really happy that Azumakaya got to be on the third place. I haven't started reading her serious works like uh, this uh, Shinai Naru Jine. And I think there was uh, a prequel to this story, or sort of sequel, just that was released before this one. Yeah,
0: Romspring and a okay. Eh? Yeah. And
1: I've heard a lot about this, and the kind of phrasing you hear from fans around these two titles, it's quite different, I would say, compared to a lot of other BL titles, so I'm quite excited to read this whenever I'll decide I'm in the right state to read it, because it's serious stuff. The amazing thing about Kazemaria is the way she can shift from absolute crack comedy to absolutely serious stuff. And, you know, if her serious stuff is anywhere close to how crack comedy is just pure crack comedy, <laughs> I'm going to suffer reading this
0: title. I really will. <laughs> so I have to be prepared for that. Yeah, I have I have both of these in print, mm-hmm. and I've, I've paged through them. I, I mean, I can't say that I've read them yet, because <laughs> my reading skills are nowhere near enough. But especially this one, like, oh, I'm a little, like, because it's, it's a continuing series, like, I'm mm-hmm. so scared of where it's going to go, because, like, this is, like, a prequel to on Joke, and, like, in it they talk a lot about, like, they mention Gene a lot, because one of the main characters used to know him. Uh, before he left um, their Amish community, which is this story of him, of what happened when he left the Amish community. So and it's it uses a framing device that so far Gene is not in. Oh, god! So, oh, it's a little like stressful. And, you know, it's like it's the 70s. I know the Rumspringa was New York. Um, I'm not sure if this is New York or not. I think it's New York still also. So like NYC 70s. I'm just like, oh, there was a lot going on in the 70s in New York City. Oh, yeah. That's also why I'm a bit uh, a bit
1: careful or just, you know, waiting for the right time to read it. All the reasons that you yeah. said right now.
0: But it, it it does seem very, like, charming is so generic, but I don't know what else to say. You know, like, it's very, like, there's something very, like, appealing and, like, that even just from the imagery that, like, really mm-hmm. draws you in. I don't know why this has not been licensed yet i am so like i mean rumspringa chopped the kono feel kaia by charts in like 2018 mm-hmm. you know so it's like exactly. it's been a few years and i know people are begging 7c's for it but 7c's hasn't picked it up so i don't i don't know what i don't know if it's like the publisher just doesn't want to license it out or i don't know i i don't know it's
1: kind of hard to judge i wouldn't really know either but it could be kind of connected to all the catalog that the author has, because a lot of her other stuff is, like I said, comedy, you know, I think these are the only two titles that she released that are really serious. And Mm -hmm. it's the kind of comedy that appeals to a very specific audience, you know, and it's not something that everyone would like. So I think that Renta picked one of her titles or two and I can see why because Renta has a budget they license pretty much everything and anything you know so whatever goes you know but for publishers like Seven Seas you know they print stuff they have to have a really huge sales and huge you know volume print and all that stuff so I'm kind of suspecting it's probably partially that but on the other hand these two titles are so different from the rest of her catalog and everyone knows that phantom knows that like it doesn't make sense that it's not licensed why
0: a slight correction i think only futekia has licensed anything by um Azumakaya and just one short so far oh okay okay my mistake then just looking at like other manga that like gets over in the U.S. especially by like BL mangaka who mm-hmm. also sometimes will dip into doing non-BL works like Amigakure, Guido. you know, Sweetness and Lightning, Lightning got licensed and like that's like the only work of theirs that you can find over here and oh. like so there's a lot of like they do do a lot of one-off titles so like I feel if a publisher did just want to do this and not Azuma's Comedy I feel like they could and cuz they do it with other mangaka they don't always bring over the whole they they're not committing to bringing over the whole library mm-hmm. often i i
1: wanted to add that maybe takeia would be the company that would license this
0: at this point if anyone yeah
1: but i i don't think they've they've worked with this publisher in the past before so this would definitely be something they would have to um work on from from zero you know from scratch
0: yeah i mean and i mean they're always expanding their deals like i mean it definitely seems like they're very hard at work on those negotiations so it's definitely a possibility but yeah not it's not a it's not a guarantee like you know like if it's an on blue title you can pretty much like be like yeah i should take you it could probably could pretty easily pick that up it's not like that but maybe maybe one day I think we kind
1: of already told what our winner is for the best of comics. We spent so much time talking about this title only. (laughs) Yeah, but also neither
0: of us have read it yet. Yeah, I know, which is kind of the irony, (laughs) but okay. It's it's the winner for our most anticipated comics. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of what did get the, the top comic, I will say, I mean, I haven't read it either, but no surprise that Old Fashioned Cupcake took mm. number one. It took number two in the Konobiel Gaia buy list, beat out only by Haru Daite Ito Live, which really surprised me, which doesn't appear anywhere on the, on the uh, chill chill list, might I say. So it's interesting, like, just, like, we'll also have the Konobiel Gaia buy list also up because I think it's interesting just, like, as a comparison for, like, what the industry list was versus the fan voted list mm-hmm. I think you know we're not gonna like super draw too much on comparisons there but I think it's a, li- a little interesting to to look at so we'll have that up so that seemed like a very uh unsurprising choice I was also pleased to see Daisy jealousy by ogaranic on the list just because I'm a big oreitanico fan I would have loved to see this on in best design actually best cover design mm-hmm. because they have like, shiny foil on the cover and everything like that. It's really beautiful and gorgeous. Oh, uh, and I okay. think it's a lot prettier than some of the other Covers. designs. I think some of those are a little more generic. Yeah, but it
1: doesn't show in the dig- in the digital version. You don't see that.
0: This is true. It's very much only a physical feature, but still. I'm kind of
1: surprised that Koshino got it on the fourth place. Mm-hmm. I don't even recall this cover ever seeing around on the store oh i've so definitely like.
0: seen i i mean i've i've seen it um advertised a lot on twitter at least okay
1: um, yeah but i'm not it is true i'm not a big fan of Koshino to begin with and this cover is not the kind of cover that i would bother looking at twice so maybe i've just ignored
0: it or something <laughs> <laughs> i i have a, i have a few Koshino titles on my to read list but i haven't mm-hmm. actually read any yet
1: i mean she's not bad i'm just like there's better stuff out there.
0: <laughs> not your first pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, s- speaking of creators, while we're still in the top half here, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention for our listeners that Ta- Takura Toru is the mangaka f- that did Koi Monogatari love stories. Oh, yeah. So I've not h- really heard much about Nomi Shiba, but which is the the title that placed at six, but. Definitely, I know people love Koi Monogatari, so I'm, I still haven't read it. <laughs> this is why I say I haven't read anything somehow, because like, I haven't read like, any of the big titles. I just read small titles, I guess.
1: That's something that I, I can relate to a lot, but I think we can, say, we can talk about it a bit more on when we're, we're going to talk about newcomers. So in the second half, the one that I kind of... Uh, the, like this Yakimochi-yo Kitsuneiro... By Suihiro Machi. That's on 10th place. I like this mangaka quite a lot. I've followed her for quite a while, even back when she was releasing Dojinshi. But I was a bit surprised that this title got as high as it did. I know it was big last year, but I don't remember what it was about. (laughs) Which is like a little
0: fox boy?
1: I yeah well yeah obviously I think <laughs> I think it was like about like this boy with fox ears that got found out that he gets fox ears by the top but I don't recall anything else than that which is like why I remember a lot more about earlier other, other works that she <laughs> wrote but I don't remember this one which is the latest one I think it's because. I probably found it a bit generic because last year we had a lot of titles that featured kimono Mimi, like anything with animal ears or, you know, Mm -hmm. humanized animals and all that stuff. So I think that kind of contributed to why I don't remember it that much. But I know I like the author, so (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to mention that. (laughs)
0: I don't have much to say about the rest of the list. You know, nice to see Hidaka Shoko at 11 with Anti-Romance, which apparently has a kind of a storied publication history. Took a while to get this full volume out.
1: Which is probably why it was so low, because her stuff is usually really good. And Mm -hmm. I do remember that her past titles were higher on the lists in the past. But, you know, when you're waiting for something too long... It lives a bit of a bad aftertaste, I would say. People's sort of interest
0: has shifted, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. I read like a couple more from the second half, but like the only one that I would want to mention, like, I first thought I would want to mention Momose An title. That's the last one on this list because last year I fell in love with her stuff. It's fairly easy stuff to read and a lot of enough of sexy thing uh, sexy scenes and it's just cute overall. But since the list was announced, I looked through my library to see all the titles that I bought and have not read and I got to read this one, the Lion no Gotoki no Kuni kara by Hakase. And I think that this title potentially deserves to be higher than just 19th place. I have to admit that I was kind of reluctant to read it at first because the cover already tells you it's going to bring in a character that's of a certain tribe. And when it comes to Japanese media or Japanese BL media, whenever they're dealing with non white foreign people, there's really a lot of stereotyping. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> the kind of stereotyping <laughs> where I'm like, ugh, why? Like, Really, ah, uh, just, no. I still read that stuff, because because I just... Yeah. I want more of that kind of titles, but whenever I see those kind of stereotypes portrayed there, I'm like, uh, you can do better than that, please. <laughs> but this one, this one was like, I was so afraid it's going to go the same route, but it did not, like... The cover itself is actually a bit deceiving because I didn't know where to place the this character, but he's actually from Africa and he's from Maasai tribe, from Maasai people. So in the manga itself, he is drawn a lot more darker. He has a lot more darker shades on him, but on the cover itself, you you don't really know. But what I was what I really really loved about it is like the first scene you when you see this character. He's in sneakers and in a usual like he's dressed normally. <laughs> Cuz when there's so many times when you see this kind of characters in manga for the first time and they get to be dressed in their tribal clothing because usually the setting is still Japan. So you're like, you really think that Japanese police officers would leave people to walk around in extremely stylized clothing, probably half naked around the streets? No, they would not. So why are you drawing characters like that? And this one didn't go that way. It presented a lot of cultural differences very well. And I really liked the chemistry between these two characters. It never really judged anyone for the sexuality that they're having. And also I liked how it addressed that Maasai people are actually in Kenya and Kenya has, doesn't allow gay people to be together. Like if you're found out in public that you're uh, in the same sex relationship, you can go to jail. And that's addressed in manga. But it also kind of paints this nuance that Kenya and Maasai people is not the same. So there's really a lot of layers in there, a lot more than I was expecting to. So I was really pleasantly surprised by this. And I guess this kind of goes into what um, Hakase does in general, because I've read another story from Hakase years ago when she just made the debut and her first story was in a way similar, just it didn't have a happy ending. This one had a happy ending, but the first story that she published was like pretty depressing, but it addressed real life issues in a way that, well, it was just a lot more realistic than a lot of other stories. And you could feel that there was some thought behind all the writing So, yeah, I really like the story, and I would recommend it to anyone who can read it. Or if it gets licensed, hopefully it will get licensed. This is one of those rare titles that features non-white foreign people in Japanese BL that I wish it would get licensed.
0: Mm -hmm. This is definitely going on my uh, wish list now. Gotta love when a when a work actually addresses colonialism. That was that was an interesting point when you brought up that. Mm. Uh, so that's that's exciting.
1: Also, it's cute. It's really <laughs> that's cute. Good. There's there are ba- that's there's good. bunnies in it. There are really cute bunnies in it. Okay.
0: Ah. <laughs> but yeah, I I do remember when this cover first got released, and there was a lot of controversy over there o- over it. And I know a lot of people who had actually read the manga telling people who hadn't yet, you know, it's like look, I this this cover is crap, but the uh mm. the actual interior story is a lot better. And you know, like there's oh, people yeah. pointed out that there are very like serious editorial decisions that artists very much don't have control over. So, like the lightening of his skin definitely was probably like an editorial choice that say so had Most likely, no say in yeah. whatsoever. Which I mean it's it's unfortunate that it happened, but mm-hmm you know it's it sounds like hakase does really like uh, did really like do their research and really wanted to like take care with with this story so
1: I can add here that on in the first pages, when you don't even see the character in question, you see the, the Japanese character that he's actually searching online for more information about this. He's actually a transfer student that comes to Japan. So he's searching more information about uh, him online. And there are some quotes from Wikipedia and all that stuff. And it's not like Wikipedia is that of a good resource, but the manga itself, did a bit of the work for the reader to get some informations about Maasai people. And when you mentioned that that people complained about it, yeah, I had the same feeling when I read the when I saw the cover, like, you know, how is this gonna go? you know, And when I read, you know, just after a couple of pages, I was like, okay, this this is definitely not gonna go the way uh, the cover is telling me it's gonna go.
0: So, okay, yeah. well, later on we're going to talk about an actually like pretty problematic title that I still love. So hey, that'll be a fun ju- juxtaposition. Yeah. Let's move on to the best series. As Kay mentioned before, not too much of a surprise here. A lot of the mm-hmm. same titles you tend to see year to year. You know, given um, anything in the Classmates universe by Nakamura Asumiko, uh, Hinohara Meguru stuff shows up a couple times... Mm-hmm. Twice, I think. Yeah. For the first three, the the, the winning three are, um, in first place, given volume six by Kizunatsuki. Number two is the first volume of Blanc by Nakamura Sumiko, And number three is the first volume of Therapy Game Restart by Hinohara Meguru. Oh, I, okay. Can I jump right in? <laughs> sure, go uh, ahead. Right here. <laughs> I'm going to skip all the way down to volume five. I mean, to number five. Because just recently, I just found out that Happy Kuso Life has been licensed in English as Happy Shitty Life by Kulmik, which is so exciting that we're actually getting it in English. It's always great to see a new Harada title. Oh, yeah. Would Kulmik be my first choice? Probably not. But they are presenting it in full page format. They did not like break it down into the scrolling form. I'm so glad. Thank you they They do still have their weird chapter breaks where it's like it's not really a chapter it's they like just like do twelve pages and then they you know then you have to buy the next one, but that lets them keep their pricing the same without having to raise the prices mm-hmm. of per chapter but yeah, so like march twenty first I want to say is when it first showed up, and I only just found out yesterday so and i i I've read what's out so far, and it is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very harada, very, like, crass humor, and also people have dealt with some very shitty things in their life, and they're all, like, very larger-than-life characters. It's it's very, like, you know, and very, like, gritty in that sense of, like, not, like, dark, like, superhero comics are gritty, you know, like, not, like, or superhero movies, I should say, not, but anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. It's not It's not that kind of gritty, it's, like, these people, like, you know... They poop. Like you, can, you can feel that in the comic, you know? It's like they're very, like, they have bodies that exist. I mean, it does have shit in titles, so yeah. So yeah, I just want to say, like, I mean, i no surprise that um, Aharuda comes in at number five here. Um, but yeah.
1: I honestly don't have much to comment about this ranking yeah, just a couple on um, the sixth place that has Kirai Dei Sasete by Hijiki. I don't think that the first volume was on any rankings last year. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Really? I I it would have be, be. been sure that it was.
1: I mean... It got part two for a reason, so maybe it was. I- I'm just like I don't know. I, I didn't bother to like. <laughs> maybe I should.
0: Yeah, we d- we d- we didn't we didn't fact check that. I I'm gonna say I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, we'll we'll put down the the res the solution in the notes. <laughs> we'll figure oh, it out and have oh, it in the notes. Come on, but, um. like.
1: Yeah, no, it is there. It it won it won the newcomers
0: last year. Like there, okay. see, <laughs> I, I was sure, I was sure of it Everyone was talking about it.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to mention it because last year I did not pay attention to the to the title itself when it was on the rankings. I didn't bother reading it. I don't know why. I think it was long after the Chilchil Awards last year were out that I got to read Volume One, and pretty soon after that, Volume Two. I don't think that Volume 2 had to go into the direction that it did go for like a couple of chapters. I really think that was not necessary considering the setting, considering the characters that were in there. But I guess this is one of those titles that I'm kind of happy that's on this list, simply because it does tackle a couple of topics and possible solutions for whatever happened there that you don't get to see that often in, in BL manga. Also, it does portray family life, which is only possible in Omegaverse. Well,
0: not only possible. There's I mean, yeah, of, yeah. like... Yeah, I should take that back. Uncles but- <laughs> and single fathers.
1: <laughs> yeah, it offers more options for that. I should say that. <laughs> One reason why I think it is worth mentioning is because it's an Omegaverse title. Um, you don't get to see that on the best comic or on best series that often.
0: Yeah. I mean I wouldn't say that they're they're not they've they're not populating the lists. Mm. But for some definitely reason, like yeah. now and then now and then you do, you know, you do get a couple. And like there's at least a couple, like they might not be under the best comic or best series, but I know like there's at least a couple other Omega verse titles that pop up. I think there's one in, like, Best Newcomer.
1: But I think it's... I I don't recall many of them being so high as this one is, so... Yeah. That was one of those titles that I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of nice.
0: I just like that Zarya Ranmaru's coyote and Birds of Shangri-La are both next to each other at 8 and 9, respectively. I just like that they're, like, right next to each other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also like, why? (laughs) I mean, mean, everyone loves Zarya. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know, and it makes sense, and it's no surprise, but also why?
0: I mean, I I haven't started Birds of Shangri-La yet, but, like, I do love Coyote. I think that's, like, I think it is such a good series.
1: I'm annoyed because it's a continuation, and I'm waiting for it to be finished so I can start reading it.
0: (laughs) This is just not your category. No, it's not! (laughs) Oh, here's another one I wanted to mention. Uh, shout out to I Hear the Sunspot Limit 3 mm, by Fumino mm. Yuki, making it number 11. Yay! I, um, I spent the last few days, I spent this past weekend rereading the series, like starting from I Hear the Sunspot all the way through Limit 2. Mm. And then I did read Limit 3 because I got it early. I got it like two or three weeks early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they shipped it to me. I'm not giving it back.
1: Lucky. You. <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) i mean i have i do have it also in japanese i also bought the japanese version Mm -hmm. but i didn't i didn't open it because i didn't want to like spoil myself you know but i had to like have it Mm -hmm. so now i now i've read the third one and i i thought it was a sweet ending and but i'm really excited that we're getting a new (laughs) series wait is it finished or not that was the last volume of limit but Ah. there's gonna be another series Oh, wow. And I went and like bought the first two chapters in Japanese and I like just page through them really quick. And I'm so excited to see like this because it's like I, I feel like we're going to focus a little more on like developing their relationship because Fumino sensei promised that in the afterword of Limit 3 um, <laughs> that we'd see a little bit more of their relationship and also like Taichi. Getting jealous? Is that too spoilery? I don't know if it's too spoilery. But... Uh, it's not
1: spoilery for me because I haven't read this one yet, so I'm not. I have no idea what you're talking
0: about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's spoilery for everyone but,
1: else. But <gasps> I do want to know, like, if you're ta- if you're saying that in the new part we're gonna see more about their relationship, what happened up until now?
0: Oh my gosh! So this volume and like the pr- previous volume, like Limit. Okay, now the whole Limit series they've been so like disjointed. Because the whole series, I hear this on Spot, is entirely about communication. Like, that's really what the core of the story is. Yeah. So, like, pretty much the whole Limit series, like, there are parts where they do come together, where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you know, Kohei supports Tai Chi through a rough time, or, like, they go on a couple dates. But a lot of it is just, like, them, like, not syncing up. Like, Mm -hmm. Kohei is real horny, and Tai Chi's really not ready for that. (laughs) And also, like, Kohei is so jealous He is so extremely jealous And like there's a lot of like them not being together And just talking to other people There's a lot of them just physically not being Around each other and like doing their own thing So that's why I'm really excited about the start of the next one Because we were promised That we will get to see them like More together You just told me I'll have to wait Way longer before
1: (laughs) I start Reading this I was like is this maybe a good ending point up until which I can read, you know? And no, you're just telling me that they're gonna start from <laughs> this
0: point on? <sighs> I mean, it, it did come to a happy ending. Like, that's the thing, is each each, each series, like, it ends, and it's like, oh, that was a sweet ending, and then it, like, continues on, and some new wrench gets thrown into into the works, you know? I mean,
1: yeah, I, I know. I do have an <laughs> option of reading it, because I... I I think I did read the first one. The first one was just a one-shot volume, right?
0: Yes, yes. I
1: think I think I read that one years ago, so at least I have an option of continuing in a way, but I'm like, I want more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a couple last mentions from me on this list. It's always nice to recognize number 14, Simplified perfect Romance. Uh, volume three came on here, Seimori Kanako and Seki had egg. Also unique for being the only manga that has both a writer and an artist because that it's not an adaptation of a light novel. it's it's an original manga, right?
1: I think so. yeah.
0: yeah. So you know most of the time when you see two creators like that, it's often because it's a, an adaptation of a light novel, but this yeah. one they're like genuinely working together on it. So I, I've only read the first couple chapters, <laughs> but I was like, wow, okay, I can see why everyone loves this because it was really fun. And then, you know, it's getting some of the usual suspects, like 16, Ashitawa da, Yamamoto Kotetsuko, uh, you get Hideyoshiko on here. And my last mention, 20, I was a little surprised to see it. All Their right. fiction about us, Continued, is the English title by Koshiora Tsubame, which, like, I love this series. It's totally ridiculous. I'm not sure that I would put it on this list necessarily, just because it's, like, especially, like, this continuation was very much just, like, some more antics, you know, which is the whole series is that. It's just, like, they're sexy antics. But it was it was still, like, oh, I, I still love that series, though. <laughs>
1: The only one that I would kind of mention, because it is a series and I kind of like it. I mean, not the series, but I like the author. is on number 15, Tsunayda Koi no Kanaikata by Yoshio Akira. I really like this author a lot. And I do have this series on my reading list and I already bought the title, the the volumes. So I'll probably start reading that in these days but <laughs> i've i've really loved pretty much all of her works up until now um it's just like all her characters are how should i say this alluring i guess there's just this extreme charm that's in all of all of her works and i, I don't know how she does that i don't know it's just like wow give me more <laughs> So yeah, this is, um, if not this series, I I would definitely hope to see um, more of her stuff in English. I don't know, is any of her stuff in English already or not,
0: but... I think so, actually. Let me just uh, fact check that here. Yes, there's quite a few, actually. Oh, Um, they are. Oh, maybe on Renta? Yeah, on Renta, there's Uh. there's three. Me, my boss, and our master-servant relationship. Just between friends and the red string of fate, and I know the red string of fate in particular is is pretty popular among people. So that's probably yeah. That one's um, a if read, one. If you've read a Yoshio Akira title, it's probably that one that you've read. Yeah, I've I've really I've read all those and I've really enjoyed them. So I would I would hope to see this one too in English uh, mm-hmm. one day, sooner rather than later, preferably. Okay, let's move on to best arrow. So the f- top three of best arrow are. Unexpected Attraction, which is the English licensed title, by Shike. Number two is Nakamade Aishite by Momose An. And three is Echiwa Shichikibo Kibo Desu by Pesotaro. So those are the top three. I'm going to start off right away by saying that I do, I did enjoy Unexpected Attraction. I'm surprised that it did get number one, though, just because certainly it wasn't like... Okay, let me, how do I say this? <laughs> <laughs> I did like Unexpected Attraction, but I wouldn't rank it as, like, number one best ero. Not that I've really read much of the others, but I certainly wouldn't think of it first as, like, oh, yes, this is the best erotic work, you know? They do have sex several times, and it is it is pretty sexy, but it's more of a more of a, not to titillate the reader really all that much, just more like, oh, this is, like, you know, this is, like, they're clearly, like, really into the sex that they're having i do i do like the story as well you know it's like one character is out and sleeps around and the other character is closeted and is really annoyed by the other character and until he has to save him one night and then the the slutty character like comes on to him except they're both tops so the slutty character oh, has wow. to become a bottom <laughs> um, sounds so, nice so, yeah, it's a fun story, and I really like the bottom character. Uh, we're actually going to talk about this a little bit later, so I won't go it much into that. But I think, like you know, I'm reading Pink Heart Jam. That's also by Shike mm-hmm. uh, Futeki right now, and I I think that's um, a little sexier than this work is. And I've definitely read works that I think are like I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're looking for in an erotic comic.
1: I would actually argue that this second work from Shike contributed to this ranking here. If I recall right, it was pretty pop it is pretty popular in Japan as well, you know, and obviously when you're into an author, you're gonna go and search for other stuff and I think this is one of her stories, latest stories that she released. But I haven't read it although so Although
0: that although I will say, people only had one chapter to go off of for Pink Heart Jam when voting for this happened. I don't think... Chapter 2 wasn't out yet, I don't think.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, fair point.
0: But but Shike does have a couple other works. And mm-hmm. I actually was turned on to Shike because Tsutsumaru is a big fan. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> or or they're good friends. They might be both. I don't Could know. Could be both, but yeah. Probably both.
1: I did read uh, Nakamade Aishite. By Momoseon. I already said I love Momoseon. Like, oh, please, yes. I also like this one, Nakama de Aishite. Because it's. It's. Why? Like, come on. It's really. It's a really funny story. It's about two classmates that hate each other. One hates the other, the other wants to be kind of loved by everyone or like, I'm a popular dude. obviously everyone needs to love me, but no, not this one. okay, whatever. But this this other one, who's sort of like a modal student, goes around at night seeking men because not because he's into men, but he wants to know how it feels if you come by having it sticked in your butt. And obviously this other student finds this out, so yeah. <laughs> There's well
0: all the fun begins. That sounds uh well earned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kinda like what was it, animus to lovers sort of thing, but Ooh, with nice. an added flavor added flavor, yeah. Nice.
0: There's not too much for me to comment on for the rest of the series. I, I do look at the covers and think, Oh, I should I should check that person out more, like Number 13, yeah, new Niumu's. Cool. Yeah, like, I really liked the cover. I went and looked at some of their other covers, and I was like, oh, these look very up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised it's so
1: low. I would definitely put it much, much, much higher. So I'm kind of interested in what's in all the all the titles in between. I think that the author is also super popular, so I'm like, why is it so low? Yeah, they've
0: got a ton of works that they've done. yeah. Just above them at number 12, we've got a work by Wan Shimako, who I absolutely adore. So, like, I would just, like, personally, I would just bump Wan Shimako way up, way up, no matter what the work is. Ah, I'm doing these in reverse order. (laughs) 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 Then I also want to mention, I told you that we would talk about a more problematic work. (laughs) Sure, go ahead. Uh, Black Eagle in the Sahara. This is the second volume by Soutome Emu. You can read it on Renta. And this is very much this is very much an Arabian fantasies type of story, but I still really enjoy it. So if you're just like, yes, this is like not great, but you want to read a Harlequin type story, you know, it's it's really fun with that. It's just you know, recognizing that it's
1: it is what it is. Arabian BL is basically on the same level as Harlequin romans in sense of like, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I don't even take Arabian BL as in the same category as the one that I talked about earlier. Because it's like, yeah, you 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 know what you're gonna get with this one. It's not, <laughs> yes. this, this, the Arabian BL is not there to feature characters from uh, Middle East. No, no, that that's not no. why Arabian this, this BL exists. Pre-
0: <laughs> they sometimes pretend to though. Like I think true, true. there's like one or two that that pretend but it's very much like no you're just you're drawing on the same stereotypes and <laughs> exactly. stuff like that but um just like on the eroticism side like i think i think i actually thought volume 1 was a bit sexier but i do think so emu's uh sex scenes are like we want to talk about erotic i think they're erotic true so that was that was mine oh and just just two more mentions I also read Back Alley Pussycat Cat by Tori Yuji, which is definitely not everyone's cup of tea. But again, I did find that pretty erotic. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Which which
1: number was that? Oh, that was number
0: sixteen. Oh, okay. Oh, you really
1: yes. are going. Into-
0: <laughs> I'm just covering, I'm just covering the last two things that I wanted to mention because then I'm yeah. done. I'm done with this first line. Then you can go in. And then also number seventeen, Tojo Sakana always just does really like fun.
1: Mm-hmm. light,
0: totally going at it like funny stories. That one, I would, I would recommend Tojo Sakana's works in English much more widely than anyone else on this list.
1: Yeah, you actually mentioned the two titles that I'm interested in reading, just looking at the covers, and I probably will eventually. There's this, what was it, number seven, uh, High Key, Low Key, by Haida Nanako, that's definitely another one that I'm really interested in because it looks like it's a, th- a threesome. And I think I read summary that was kind of interesting. So I think that's another title that I'll read, ev- I'll read eventually. But one that I did read is number five. So, etchino Shiri Ja Dame Desuka by Hatoyatama. I remember reading it and I really like it because it's an age gap and it's a pretty, pretty big age gap. But it's super cute and I loved it. I just don't remember it being that sexy. I mean, yeah, they do it a lot, but I wouldn't really say it's, it was erotic.
0: I think. I think this is an interesting point here in that I feel like some of the more high-ranking ones, I think there's... Maybe more story sort of supports them, whereas mm-hmm. some of these lower ones, it's like, now nah, they go at it, and they go at it, and that's about it, and it's hot. Like, <laughs> sure. So very much sort of two different sets of people, what they're looking for, mm-hmm. um, I would say. Another thing that's worth mentioning for this title specifically, it's that it's
1: popular enough that it got volume two, and volume two is already out. I haven't read it yet, because I just bought it recently but i, I was kind of surprised actually to see volume 2 i didn't think it was that popular but i was wrong it got volume 2 and it's pretty high on this list too so i guess japanese fandom loved it maybe even more than i did probably
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> now let's move on to best newcomers newcomers yay
1: <laughs> so the first three are himazuite aino by Yamada Nonono. The second one is Kabukicho Bad Trip by Nagisa Eiji. And the third one is Onijoshi kakudera San Wa Abakaratai by Arata Lika.
0: I'm gonna start off with number one is I've not read this. It's a Dom sub universe one which is a growing trend in bl i'm so excited oh, yes. about that yes. uh because it's you know if you've been in western fandom for any length of time that's like an older trope that omegaverse sort of replaced and so now we're getting dom sub like it's like the reverse in japanese bl which is so fun but this one i've seen so all over the place and i really want to read it and it's on my to buy list <laughs> that's all i can say about it
1: I haven't read this one either. I've seen the covers, but the cover is the kind of cover that I'm like, ugh whatever.
0: I think it's great. I love his expression.
1: Yeah, but the art kind of doesn't appeal to me at least on the cover itself. I did see a couple of sample pictures later on which are like, okay, this looks better. This looks better. Okay, maybe. And I had no idea it's a uh, Doms Up universe. Now that I know, I know I'm going to buy it and read it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I'm I'm excited to see what Yamada no 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 does in the future also they've got like another workout already and some Mm -hmm. other stuff so
1: yeah that should be interesting yeah and I am super 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 excited about the second place Kabukicho Bed Trip is an absolutely amazing work oh god you would love it it's oh god it's sexy it has some BDSM play in it. it it actually has quite a lot of BDSM and it's I would say it's done in a right way. It's a lot a lot more consensual. It has a lot more to say about how BDSM doesn't necessarily have to be part of your sex life, that you have to be kind of fine with it, you know, but it's also something that you can choose to go into for the sake of your partner. It was interesting to read all those discussions, how, you know, I just love stories where there are some other let's say fetishes that characters have and the characters don't judge each each other for that you know and this one was just done perfectly really and there's also a second volume so i'm super excited
0: (laughs) about that i'm definitely gonna have to check this one out i will say i will say that you know i i know a lot of people are really into like when when things are like more discussed but i gotta say that like under negotiated kink is like the one thing i really like so this doesn't sound exactly like that but um i mean because it does sound like it is negotiated well kind of (laughs) kind of okay well well yeah i mean i still i still like negotiated kink also so i mean i i will probably definitely like this either way Mm. but i just did want to get it out there that like if Mm. it's got under negotiated kink i'm like yes please (laughs) Like yes, let's spring these kinks on our partners and just keep rolling. <laughs> I think that I mean that that
1: kind of stuff is uh I'm totally fine with that. It just bothers me that there's so much BDSM stories on the market, but they don't really bother addressing the basic things about BDSM and there's there you just have this some um, misconceptions about the king itself, you know. We all know what Mr Grey did, so you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> well I think I think this comes down to like it's like for me, it's like, oh, I personally know what, like, real BDSM is like, and I don't want to deal with all the finicky stuff. I just want to, like, get to the hot sex. So <laughs> True. I guess that's so, where it comes from. me. It's like...
1: <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all a matter of how much of an adult you are and you know stuff around. But, you know, some people might definitely get to misunderstand some things about it. And I guess that's the kind of thing that kind of bothers me. But if you put that aside,
0: it's like... Oh, yeah. Anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one that I wanted to mention uh, is jumping all the way down to number six. Um, <laughs> what was that noise?
1: I knew you were going to talk about this one.
0: <laughs> of course I was. Who could do to Amagami by Shikimi BB? Like, I saw the cover of this and I was like, I need to own this. And it took me for ever to get a physical copy. And by forever, <laughs> I mean like two months because every time I would check see Japan, it'd be like out of print because it went through like six or seven reprints before I was able to get it in like the span of two months. And I just, because I thought the cover was lovely and I like thought the art inside was lovely and it's like this wolf who like turns also <laughs> as like a human and this veterinarian who like rescues him and uh-huh. takes care of him. So it's got like light kink in there too because there's like all the collar stuff in there too and i don't know i just i am happiest on here <laughs> that's all i can say
1: i have huge issues when it works like this and i still torment myself by reading them
0: <laughs> like why don't do that if you're not interested then just don't and leave it for the rest of us who do like it <laughs>
1: No, because I'm still I'm oddly entertained by by stuff like this. You know, I do love stories that have um like all these animal ears and all that stuff. You know, but we're we're talking about humanized wolf here, and we're (laughs) and we're talking about a veterinarian in here as well, which is like okay, take a deep breath. It's gonna be fine. You can keep on reading. (laughs) The thing is, you know. I actually live at a tiny farm and we get to deal with veterinarians here and when animals get sick and all that stuff, you know. So whenever I get to see this kind of overlap in manga, I'm so bothered when I see some misinformation in there, like some shitty stuff. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Like, "Mm, this is not like how animals act. Like, no, this... Why?
0: (laughs) Why? I mean, to be fair, most people who have expertise in an area do find it very frustrating to read fiction based on that, so. <laughs>
1: that. I'm like, oh God, you know, I would love this in any other setting, you know, but just because it's this kind of combination and all that, I'm like, like, it's just like having to split this in my head, you know, and put everything I know how this usually goes. Like, away from this, it's
0: so hard.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, you know, when I when I actually read all this, I was... I mean, later on it gets a bit better, you know, it's just like, I think it's the first or the first two chapters that I found the most problematic for myself. I don't know, it's just, it didn't give me... It, those two chapters were so impressive that the rest of the manga didn't really make it any better for me, I guess.
0: Well, I like it. So, I mean I
1: it's think still it's cute. Really it's still cute. I mean, considering really
0: artwork.
1: I, th- I yeah, I think this is Is this the first manga they released? I don't yes, know. Yes,
0: this is their debut. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, just for that fact, it's still amazing. You know, you don't get to have many authors that make a debut with a work like this in sense of like a really good art and a story that's still entertaining to a certain point, I guess. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh sorry (laughs) well I think we should probably move along you can cut this out if you want to (laughs) no I am highly entertained (laughs) as long as you are (laughs) I'm not offended
1: yes I want to talk about the next title
0: oh I love the cover of this one I was like oh my gosh this looks so great Whenever this gets licensed, and it will get
1: licensed, because it's not gonna, if it's not gonna get licensed, I will refuse to believe that this is not the reality I'm gonna live in. <laughs> I recommend it pretty much to everyone to read it, but also be ready to be destroyed, because <laughs> just like the cover oh, is from, yeah, the cover is promising you to be emotionally shattered and you're gonna be emotionally shattered I think it's the first work they released as well I read it last year pretty much the month it was released I think and I'm like can I get more of this author please it's so it really goes deep down into tormenting a character I guess (laughs) (laughs) and by that I mean emotionally and psychologically but it's all his own doing um and in the process of how he's overcoming that a bit by bit but still kind of not but still overcoming it uh, i just love the way that was portrayed I, re- I, I really loved it
0: well sign me up i do hope this gets licensed i would really love to read it yes please Okay, there's only one other title I wanted to mention at all. Number 11, What We Do When the Curtain Comes Down by Zaname Same. This was Mm -hmm. unexpectedly an Omegaverse title. Like, I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be like Idols or something like that, and indeed it was. But then it was also Omegaverse on top of it, which was a little surprising. I've not read the other works on here. I can definitely see why like some people did find it very affecting because like at the end, I feel like there is some more like stronger emotional beats but it still does definitely feel like uh, a newer work. I think it'll be interesting to see how Same develops as a storyteller because mm-hmm. they've definitely got like some some you know good ideas down in this but I you know it's definitely one where it's like yeah okay this definitely does feel like an earlier manga by someone in the storytelling aspect like I thought the art was was very strong and capable but um the story was still a bit lacking right they were definitely trying some stuff which I thought didn't totally work out like I thought mm-hmm. like they should have should have had more room I think to explore those things than they did ideally like I felt like the scope of the story was maybe like a little not matched with the length of it but as I say, that's why I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they will develop as a, as a storyteller.
1: There are two more titles that I would like to mention. One is number 13, Zutto Kimi no Town by Takuma. It's so funny and so cute and so adorable. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's a title that's been published on Pixie for a very, very long time. So I'm, in a way, I'm surprised it is on the list, but also... Why did it have to take so long? It's set in the same universe as a previous work from the author. And I think that anyone who likes a bit of the mystery and disguised um, identities will really love this title. And also it's about otakus, like anime, manga, games, fans in it. And some pretending of like, no, that's not me. I'm a super fancy person and I'm always going to be dressed up and all that stuff. I really loved it. I think I draw. I, I wrote a bit more about this on, on my Twitter. So if anyone's interested, you can read more about that there. But I'm totally looking forward to anything else that this author is going to release. So I was pretty happy to see this on the list. Another one that I want to talk is the next one, number 14.
0: I knew it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you knew it. I know you knew it. I mean, it's cross dressing. Come on. <laughs> Come on. How can you resist something like that?
0: <laughs> I know, right? I this is this is definitely like one I need to get someday. Just I saw the cover I was like, ooh, instant buy.
1: <laughs> so the title is Ne ni shite Ageru by Tamita. I just read the title now for the first time. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that that's what you get when you're having people that are buying only based on covers. <laughs> Cause I, I'm not sure if I would actually buy it if I would read this title. Because the title is basically means, uh, hey, I'll make you a girl. which is I mean, like, I would still what? buy it under that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I would just give it another month, you know, before I would buy it, probably. Yeah, this is, this is the, the second title that I bought since the, the rankings were out. Because I bought it in the last batch of my manga. So, yeah. You know how many I bought. <laughs> But if I would knew all the, ta- the details, I would actually read this much earlier. But based on the cover alone, it kind of looks like it's two characters that are pretty much of the same age. And one of them is cross-rising. But the thing is that the, the dude that's cross-rising is actually 40 years old. And I'm like, oh, yes, please. 40 years? That's nice. Oh, yes. And the other dude is like 28 or something like that. So yes. an age gap? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh! Ooh, I'm yes. mad at myself.
1: It's a love-hate relationship. They're actually coworkers, and the duty that's cross-dressing is actually uh, superior in the work. But he works in a shitty company and he's not really a good superior either. He does a lot of mistakes. So he's more like a superior in name rather than his capabilities. This gets him really stressed out. So on weekends, he does a part-time job where he gets to cross-dress and that's really, really liberating for him. But obviously, the subordinate who's really annoying and always tells him how many uh, mistakes he made, finds this out. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the setting where we start off. It's pretty fun. Also, there there's a bit of backstory as well. And I think it's, it's deserving that the title is where it is. But Tamita also had another title on the list. I think it's also... Was it also this one? The Newcomers. Tamita no, also had... I didn't think... I didn't think in the... Yep, yep, conference. number six... N- number eight. Oh, you're right, you're right. Number eight. I haven't read that one, but I know that one was also super popular all around the internet. So, after reading this title, I'm a, a lot more excited to read the Tonorino Metal-san. I'm a lot more excited to read this one as well. But they seem to be of the same age, which is kind of like, okay, still fun, but give me more <laughs> of the age gap, please. <laughs> I hear you. Oh wait, this one might be an age gap too. It's like it's a thirty-year-old and uh, first-year college student, so hmm,
0: still nice. Yeah, that's still like about twelve years, so uh, which is the same as the other one. Yeah, so. <laughs> but
1: but it is. But the other one had an older dude, like forty plus, forty or forty yeah. plus, which which is. I think that that kind of characters are actually increasing in manga. And, um, well, we're all getting um, older. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Probably that's why. But I'm super happy about it. So
0: <laughs> more of that, mm-hmm. please. All right. We're going to skip over the best novels because we have zero opinion on them. But we will list out the uh, winners for those on our website if you'd like to go check those out. hmm we're gonna go to the best deep category now. Alright, the first three winners of the best deep category. Number one is Rebirth by Aso Mitsuaki. Second is Feramoholic by Nagi Wataru. And three is Fangs by Billy Bali Bali. Your floor. I don't
1: have much of opinion of pretty much any of the stories here. I did read a bit of Fang's, like, first chapter, I think, but I'm waiting for more volumes to come out to start reading it, and that's about it.
0: Fang's is licensed by Tokyo is upcoming mm. this summer for English language readers. I'm looking forward to reading that. Another title here by Shike, which I do own. This is a much more serious tone, obviously, because it's in the (laughs) best deep category. (laughs) Yes, Yama Nakahiko has a title at number seven. I've still not read any of her BL, but which I know the 500 Years one, I don't remember exactly what the title is. That one is available in English, which I've been meaning to read. And that's a sci-fi story. I think this one's Mm -hmm. a sci-fi story as well. But I really liked her Shoujo series. So I I am excited to read more of Yamanaka Hiko. So this is one that I would like to see in English. Then also, you know, Mushiba, Fall of the Immortal, number 11. I'm sure that's excellent because Mushiba always delivers excellent work.
1: Yeah, and this one is uh, also licensed. I think it's available on Ftekia, right? Yep. I haven't read it, though, so...
0: I mean, neither have I, but I look forward to it. I mean, Mushiba, as I say, Mushiba's always great. Niyama comes up again at number 15 with a different work Mm. this time. Uh, Oh! Go ahead. Sorry, Um,
1: I'm interested in number 14. Shintan Kairo by
0: Nagai Saburo.
1: I haven't read any, any stuff from this author before, but the covers they make and the things that I read about it... It's definitely something that it's keeping this author and their titles on my list all the time. So I would kind of expect this title to be a bit higher than this, to be honest, just because of all the things that I read from people. But I haven't read it for myself to to judge the work, so maybe I'm wrong.
0: It's a pretty um, striking cover, I can say.
1: As far as I know, as far as I can recall, all of their covers are, are like that, really striking. Except mm-hmm. for some more earlier works, I guess.
0: I think one more notable title here to mention for our audience um, is number eighteen. Yes. Is <laughs> <It's> number eighteen. <laughs> See you later, mermaid by Hayane Dento. Obviously I should why why do I say obviously? But if you're listening to this, you've probably read some Hayane Dento. They they've done a lot of works that quite a few of them you can read. Like, Futekia has quite a few, I know, and Tokyopop is releasing one. Uh, See You Later, Mermaid is also on Futekia. Uh, Again, it's one I haven't read yet, because I'm behind. But But um, I have. (laughs) I have read it. So please, please. It's a really nice title, yeah. Would you you prefer to see it up higher on this list than where it is?
1: Well, I certainly wouldn't want to see it so close to number 19, because I don't even know why number 19 is on this
0: list. It looks like it's misplaced from the best arrow. <laughs> yeah,
1: and even it w- it wouldn't even deserve. To be- I mean, it's kind of sexy, but it's not that sexy. Sexy like in a lot with a lot of sex scenes. It's like just dan- pole dancing.
0: <laughs> well, I like. I mean, it sounds fun still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- so
1: the title we're talking about is uh, "Private Stripper" by Seta. It is entertaining, but it's nothing really special. Like, I mean. The thing is that tit- the title story has only three chapters in this volume, and I think it—if the author would take time or have space to do a full volume story just on the the title couple, there would be a lot more depth, and it would leave more of an impact. For me, it just left a disappointment because I was expecting so much more. Also, this author is quite famous; it has their own cult following but it is true that in the last few years they haven't released that many stuff they've done a lot of novel illustrations but not as many manga so there might be some other issues in the background that we're not familiar with as well so yeah number 18 probably deserves to be higher
0: (laughs) (laughs) i look forward to to reading that move on to best book cover shall we sure Best cover design I just people just want to rec- uh, acknowledge that cover design. While of course the the artist does draw them, usually they're working with a designer and plus their editor to actually like make this cover. So designers aren't acknowledged here, but I just like to give a shout out to them that you know we wouldn't have these covers without them. So you can usually find them credited in the actual manga itself, and often the artists thank them in their thank you. Yeah, I would. I would definitely love to see them adding the name
1: of designers at least in this category because I would want to know their names. It's a bit of my own quirk, I guess. Looking at it, who made a design? Who, made, who covered the design? And, oh God, I probably won't find them. There's this one designer in BL world that pretty much did like, of all the covers and i want to know how many of these covers they did
0: well the only way i know that you can find out is by buying all of them and then looking at that the yeah (laughs) yeah um, credits on that so this is this is i think this is even more like subjective than even the other categories because like best cover design like we can all see what these covers look like. So it's really mm-hmm. easy to 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 have your favorites and it really plays on like what your aesthetic is. So like this first volume, like it's very lovely, but like it doesn't stand out to me. Uh, this first one is, I we should read all the top three. Uh, the first one is Tsubana Kasuharu by Migino Yaki. Number two is Minato Shoji. Coin Laundry by Kanzume Sawa. And number three is I Cannot Reach You Volume 3 by Mika. Uh, licensed in English by Yen Press, I want to say? Yes, Yen Press. So yeah, so looking at the first one, it, as I say, it is it is quite lovely, I think, but it doesn't, it doesn't stand out to me. Number two, um, I do like the soft gentleness of it. I like that one a little better. Number three, I Cannot Reach You. I do like the color fade of the Foliage in the background, but I again, it doesn't like super stand out to me. Uh, I like some of these lower ones better, like for example, Boys of the Dead. I really like how that's playing on sort of the pulp mm-hmm. genre. Like, so I find that one really striking, and I think that's a really excellent cover.
1: I also like number nine, um, who's the author, Aoyaki, but I think more than the design itself, really took the background here which i think is the right thing to do in this case because the illustration itself does all the work that it needs to do also in colors are something that I quite that i quite like on this cover as well
0: i find it interesting that this is the category where we get not even novels had had any of these this is the category where we get two translated into japanese originally english language novels Number oh, eight, okay. His Royal Favorite by Lila Pace with art by Yoko. And number 18, Magician Murders by Josh Lanyon, art by Kadano Yoichi. Josh Lanyon is a f- name, if, you've, if you're if you in the MM romance community at all, Josh Lanyon has been writing for forever. At least, like, 16 years probably, you know, like, a, a long career at long, this point. Because yeah. I definitely remember I've being in high school and knowing who Josh Lanyon was. Lila Pace, I'm not so familiar with, with her work, but I believe the first book of this series, His Royal Secret, placed, like, number four on the Konobial Gaia buy list for novels. So, um, clearly her works are quite popular, or at least this this two-volume series is. I think this is a quite attractive design. This is the problem with (laughs) English language novels is their covers are also ugly in English, and then you go, they get translated into Japanese, and then they get, like, these really lovely covers. So, but also, like, it's not, like, my favorite of the lot. So I think, like, 8 is probably, like, a strong place for it.
1: It's interesting, the cover design itself, because I guess in this case, you actually have to take, you have to look at the whole picture not just the design itself, like where the letters are placed and all that. But I mean, the
0: imagery, the the illustration itself is part of the design because I assume that like the designer and the manga, ha- like because I know at least in Western graphic novels, the uh, artist will sketch out some possibilities and mm-hmm. the designer will work with them directly on like what sort of works, what framing, what sort of imagery is is like good on the thing. So so. At least in Western graphic novels, the designers definitely have a, a strong hand in the Well, yeah, obviously design.
1: here too, it's just, it just depends to what extent, you know. Um, mm-hmm. The publisher can also have a certain design in mind or uh, a matrix that they want to follow and they just send it to like both the designer and the illustrator, like, here's definitely the space that's going to be occupied by this and this and this, you know. So it's a lot of different things, but I still think that in this case, when you're talking about translated media, it's a bit different because I don't know. It's like it's a, it's a cover that's done from scratch altogether. Because in other cases, you still you still have to portray this whole comic on the cover in a way as well. But the novels are kind of different. The thing that I. I'm not I don't really know where I wanna go with this one. But what what I wanted to say about this is that the illustration itself is not it is it does make you look at it twice, but as a whole it's not that particularly memorable. I do agree with your statement when you said that number eight is fine. It could even be lower if you ask me. Yeah,
0: I, I wouldn't mind it lower because I I really don't like this, um, how it's cut in half with the banner. I find it very jarring. I mean, it, it makes sense with, like, having the Obi wrap around there. A lot of these other covers don't mind. Don't mind that an Obi will be obscuring some of the image. But this one definitely, like, is fine with it.
1: It's more, like, about the balance. Because this one is not balanced that much, you know. Yeah. Or all other yeah. covers. Even if if you look just at the illustration are a lot more balanced, you know.
0: Did you ever find the designer you were looking for?
1: I did um, they're they're called uh, HNU design and they're definitely not listing all the covers on their webpage that they did but they did a couple of my favorite ones so they did the cover for Sayonara Jean. uh Sayai oh, oh okay Jin. yeah I see
0: that dear Jean. yeah see and that one uh, that one that one's I think a nice design with the framing and stuff Okay, next. Best top and bottom. <laughs> We're going to do these together because okay. uh, it makes the most sense. And I don't know all the characters' names because I cannot begin to read uh. <laughs> their names. So I'm just going to give the titles of the series. So number one who took the top spot is our Seme from Sonani Daite Yaru by Niyama. Number two, At 2500 in Akasaka by Natsuno Hiroko. I don't remember his name. I did read this one, though. (laughs) And then number three for top was Josh slash Marlene from Coyote by Zarya Ranmaru. For the best bottom characters, we have I Think It's Natsuki. Yes, it's Natsuki. Yeah, it's not ski. Um, Natsuki. Natsuki ba- from Blue Sky Complex at number one. The bottom from Dakaichi. Uh, what's th- what's the full title of that? Number two is the bottom from Dakare Tayotoko Taiotoko Ichi-ni sare by Sakurabi Hashigo. I've never read the manga, but the anime is on Crunchyroll. And then number three is our bottom from Old Fashioned Cupcake. We're going to have this written out where you can see both where each partner of a certain pairing wound up. Not everyone had both of their partner, had their partner on the list, though. There were four tops and four bottoms who were just hanging left out without their partner. (laughs) Aww. Poor babies. So, uh, any anything you want to comment on this list? Anything that strikes you? I'm a little more interested in the trends personally, but uh, if you have any specifics you wanted to go into,
1: I'm just uh, super entertained by top uh, top <laughs> Niyama. <laughs> like, yeah, that that cover really really did good promo for for the character. So, yeah, but I think that's pretty much uh, it. Well. Actually, I'm kind of surprised that now I'm, I'm I'm looking at more of the bottom of the list that some of the tops from the newcomers series also got on this list because I don't think that's the most common. you usually get to see that from series uh, only characters from series up here, but yeah, we are talking about the bottom half, so like 10 and plus.
0: You know what's an interesting... Because as I was making this list, I I was thinking, Mm. like, oh, this is interesting. If both characters make the list, the top is more likely to place higher than the bottom. Okay. Because only seven, only seven of the bottoms rank higher than their respective tops. Oh, okay. Which is less than half. Less than half of the... Because there's 16 couples. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is almost half, but still... Still, it's still slightly less. So I mean, this is just one year, other years might be different. But it, it is a little interesting, I think, just to note. I'm more, I'm more of a bottom girl. Like, I love the bottom <laughs> characters way more. So I was a little surprised about how this, these lists shook out, I guess.
1: In most of BL stories, you're actually stuck up in the bottom's head, you know as the reader you are charmed by the top as well and i think that plays a lot into the ranking as well because when you said like you're more of a bottom girl i mean yeah i like the bottoms better i was thinking like i do like bottoms as well you know but i like them when i uh, when i'm not in their head i like them a lot more when when i get to see them from the outside perspective when I'm stuck up in the the top's head and they want to woo their bottom, and they're just hanging there, or maybe they're actually charming the top, but you're still stuck in the top's head. And those are the stories where I usually like the bottom more.
0: See, I I pretty much always like the bottom more, just because like I guess I always because I guess I come from a top perspective where I'm, like they're all just <laughs> so cute and on I, I just want to I'll see them get uh get railed uh real bad.
1: I don't have that strong preferences. I just noticed that when I'm not stuck in the bottom's head, I am those kind of bottoms really stay in my um stay in my memory, you know.
0: It seems like you align a little like you're a little more interested in the not point of view character generally it yeah. seems. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I don't really have anything else really to to say about this. I sort of, sort of I feel like I said my piece. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is there any other trend that you were interested in? Because you did mention that you're usually more interested in trends here rather than anything more specific, like oh, this bottom and that top or whatever.
0: Here's another trend. I felt like, I mean, no one, no one matched up perfectly to their to their partner Mm -hmm. for ones who did show up oftentimes it was like about like anywhere from like it seemed like three to five seemed to be the difference often between characters there are some exceptions like Blanc like Hikaru and Rihito are really close at seven and nine respectively the characters from the Yoshio Akira one are really close 10 and 12 respectively I don't know I don't know what the actual trend there is but I feel that there's something interesting to to look at there I did I did find it hilarious that world's greatest first love Takano was at number 11 and Onodera was at number 20 and that's the highest difference <laughs> like I mean except for the ones that that their partner didn't show up but if the, if their partner was on there I just I thought it was really funny.
1: yeah that's like that's quite a difference but I'm more like why is this still on the list but okay that's another topic.
0: See, that's the thing is this is the only one that I'd be like, that is like the the mainstay that like, you either love it or you hate it, you know, like everything else I think is a much more either generally seen as good or like isn't as polarizing. Whereas like this is the polarizing title, I feel.
1: Well, personally, I don't find it polarizing. I read it a lot. I can't say I ever really loved it because the artist. Well, it's not the best.
0: This is what I mean. It's like, because it is a super popular title. And like, yeah, lots of people like don't feel strongly about it either way. But like the people who love it, really love it. And the people who hate it, really hate it. So I
1: guess when I was reading it, I, I loved reading it quite a lot. But at this point, I'm more like, why is this still popular? Why is this even still being released? I think it's way past its prime time, you know?
0: The thing is, I mean, you might think that, but also it's like probably one of the, if not the best, like if you count it, at least okay, maybe Junjo's more so. Either this it's or the same Junjo, shit, but okay. I mean, yeah, it's the same. It's the same, but um, like it's like the best-selling BL series, like millions of copies in circulation, and that's not just because they have a lot of volumes.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I understand all that. It's just. I don't see what's the pill of this story anymore, because in 15 volumes, okay, there are like, what, I think it's four couples in it. So yeah, you get to follow four couples in 15 volumes, but still, it, somehow it feels like it's not really moving anywhere. And that's something that usually makes me lose interest in a story, if if it just takes too long to, to do its stuff, you know?
0: Well. Wow. Unlike World's Greatest First Love, we we do need to move this along, so let's... Sure, let's... Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next category is Best BLCD. I'm going to list the original work that the CD is based on. Uh, number one is Twittering Birds Never Fly 6 by Yone Da Ko. Two is I Didn't Mean to Fall in Love by Suzumaru Minta. Three is Old Fashioned Cupcake by Sagan Sagan. Right off the bat. I don't think there are any surprises with these. I mean, I didn't mean to fall in love. Ranked number two, I think, in Best Comic last year. It was very high, though. Uh, Old Fashioned Cupcake, of course, was ranked number one this year in the Best Comic. Twitting Birds is a mainstay. You know, very popular of, you know, so. There's lots of these that, like, I meant to listen to, but I haven't. (laughs) I mean, there's a couple that I own that I need to listen to still, but.
1: I haven't listened to BL CDs for so long. I should probably go back to that eventually. But yeah, I, I was, I just, I think that the list overall is not that particularly surprising. There's maybe like a few titles, like two or three that are a bit, oh, it's nice it's here. But everything else more or less aligns with the other lists on, in this year's ranking, or it's something that was already on the list in previous year, years
0: best voice actor number one was shingaki tarusuke in twittering birds never fly number two was saito soma in Itoshino xl size and number three was sato takuya in i didn't mean to fall in love again i haven't really listened to any of these yet even though i have a couple of these pretty much mirrors a lot of the cds that themselves showed up on the best blcd list if you'd like to go check those out we will have those written on our site but otherwise i don't think we have much to say here
1: me neither if you want us to say something maybe we'll take time and i don't know listen to some stuff
0: i mean i, d- I do want to listen to some of these like you know i need to i want to the thing is cds are so expensive
1: yeah Oh, my and God. I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it even possible to get them digitally?
0: Some of them, some of them. Not Not just all some, of them, right. but some of them. But the thing is, there's still the full CD price.
1: Honestly, at this point, I'm even fine with that because I pay, like, always at least the price of the CD plus half of that. One is for shipping. The other is for customs. It's just so, so expensive. Sometimes it's even double the price altogether, and I don't think I'm going to listen to that CD so many times, so I might as well just get a digital digital copy and that's
0: it. That makes sense. On to the final category, best video. Now, we had a whole speculation episode on this, which with our guests from Lovecast, which was quite fun. So we'll read the top three here. Number one goes to Given. Number two goes to Twittering Birds Never Fly, the Clouds Gather. And number three is Cherry Magic, which definitely was our runaway pick for definitely being among the top five. That was the one we all agreed on would be on the Mm -hmm. list. So I will give us that.
1: Yay! (laughs) Yay!
0: Yay! (laughs) I wouldn't be have been able to tell you, like seeing seeing Given and Twittering Birds like top the list, like absolutely makes sense. I and that given is slightly more popular. Definitely oh, makes quite a sense lot, like especially. I
1: think it got like thousand titles uh a thousand, thousand, points, votes yeah, more, a thousand votes. Yeah, Which is more. quite a lot.
0: Yeah. It does have like a more more a wider appeal than Twittering Birds does too, generally, so that, that makes sense.
1: I thought it was interesting that in the episode when we were like speculating what's gonna win and whatnot, we didn't really mention Umimba that much and it got to be the fourth. I was kind of contemplating the other week whether we should mention it a bit more or not and I guess we should have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we probably should have. I think the problem is that none of us really saw it was the issue. Like, yeah. I mean, I read I loved the manga and I'm so excited for Seven Seas re-release of it and I hope they continue It but I want to see this, but it's no one's licensed the movie yet and and I, you know, I haven't just bit the bullet and bought it in Japanese yet either so i haven't read the manga so i,
1: I wasn't even sure how i should judge it, judge this or not you know i know it's popular even among english readers and just as an outside observer i do see it has a certain appeal but i just couldn't i couldn't see like would it would it go that high or not you know cuz i was quite convinced that most of japanese media is going to top the list but I wasn't sure if it's gonna be all five or not. No and in the end it turned out all of top five titles for Japanese, you know.
0: Yeah. But I mean I think the I think the six or ten are also interesting to talk about. But just keeping mm-hmm. with the top five for now, I mean Umibe obviously was the one that was the title that we all slept on. But it is a it's a very it's a very quiet story. I think it's like the quietest story of the lot on this list. So well, yes. okay, maybe not yes. maybe not life actually life no life life sounds like it might be more dramatic but yeah so it's a very it's a very quiet title so i think like it's it's very like people find it very like effective because it's so quiet you know because mm-hmm. it's like if you like that slice of life thing it is just very much just that just this very quiet slice of lifey story so number five cornered mouse dreams of cheese that seems like an appropriate place for it <laughs> that's all i can say yeah it is still classic i guess
1: Oh also wait. Okay, yeah, idols were playing in it so it's from Kanjani 8. Yeah, that one.
0: Yeah, that's that's it's so weird to think of like the Kanjani 8 guys doing anything. Um okay. I mean, I've watched lots of dramas with them in it, but they were mm-hmm. so much younger when I was watching their stuff. Um they are now. We're all we're all a good decade older now. Um, <laughs> That's the top five. Then we get into the next, which I think is really Mm. interesting and really shows, like, I think how much you can affect the voting. And a lot of these, once you get to the lower ones, if you vote, I think you can really make a difference because, like, certainly in other categories, like, some titles were separated by three votes.
1: There's, like, a huge gap in votes, like you mentioned, but between five and six, there's, like, 2,000 votes different.
0: Yes, like, yeah, there's there's 2,000 vote difference between five and six. But when you get down between six and seven, seven and, you know, like that, yeah, there's the a difference just of 15. A
1: matter of 100 votes or just a few votes. Like. Yeah.
0: So so I think, like, if you are interested in the Chill the Awards, like, it's definitely worth going and voting to, like, try to get your favorites, like, maybe a little bit higher mm-hmm. up on the list on, uh, if they're on the lower end, if they wind up being on the lower end, you know? So number six, we get The Untamed, which I think was another sort of dark horse for a lot of us. But uh, otherwise, uh, we didn't give it much attention. Together comes in at number seven, which was another one that a lot of us put on our list. Definitely topped the Thai dramas. So I think that, I think we were, I think we were good in in our predictions of that. Just being it, that (laughs) Together would be the highest well, since we only have three left, Seno Ge- Gekiaku comes in at number eight. None of us have seen it. The manga is licensed by Futekia, though. It's BDSM story. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to when the manga comes out, then.
1: Actually, uh, I am I guess this is the title. I'm a bit surprised it got as high as it did, because for some reason I thought it's not going to be on the list at all.
0: Hmm, Interesting. I mean, there definitely was some Japanese media that didn't make it on the list, but no, this was this was one that did. Number nine, Life, Love on the Line. It didn't win. It didn't win. <laughs> His <laughs> stupid hair didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am looking forward to watching the rest of that show. And then number 10, uh, which I'm actually was kind of surprised at, SOTUS was number 10. Why? I don't know, just because... Just cause, well, I guess it does have, a, I guess that is one, like, the manga adaptation was just recently announced, so I guess I'm not that surprised. But th- with only 348 votes, probably whatever came in at number 11 was hot on its heels, so...
1: Most likely, yeah.
0: Yeah, as I say, like, if, if you know, especially for these smaller ones, like, your votes really do make a difference in that. If you're aiming for, for rank, you know, 10, 9, 8, and not, like, 1. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up our chill chill awards coverage yeah (laughs) let us know what you thought if there's any like surprises anything that got you really excited anything that you're like oh you should really you guys should really read this one like just let us know hit us up any titles that you wanted to see on the list and didn't make it on the
1: list let me know yes All right, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as a handful of other websites. If we aren't on your favorite podcaster yet, let us know, but we'll get ourselves there.
0: You can also find us on Twitter at RainbowCowPod, that's K-L-P-O-D, or on our website RainbowCowPod.wordpress.com. Uh, where you can find detailed show notes and transcripts to our episodes. Uh, Apologies for being a little behind on those. Uh, We will catch up. It's just these chill episodes have been a bit of a short turnaround, Um, but Mm -hmm. we will get those up in about a week or so. Also, you can reach us at our email, rainbowcowpod at gmail.com. As we said, let us know your thoughts on the chill Awards, and we might uh, read some responses yes in in a future episode i can't say the next one but but in a future one (laughs) yeah we
1: got a few uh, we got a few emails and a couple of a couple of replies on twitter and i'm just happy that you guys are are talking with us it's really fun to to see what you think about the podcast and you know your opinions and everything else so
0: everyone who's reached out so far thank you so much we really appreciate that All right, well, I hope you all take care and have fun.
1: Everything else, it's like, poof.